Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algitz, and I'm joined once again by... Maggie Lovett. Maggie, how are you doing today? I am doing great because it's Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 actually Friday. That does not mean that it's the end of our work week, but you know. No, I definitely have a very busy weekend ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's kind of a kind of a crazy time. But you know, that's 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 what happens when we do what we do. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about a whole slew of things. We're going to talk about uh, the return of Karen Page and Foggy Nelson. We're going to talk about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon teaming up once again. Hey, but before all that, we are going to talk about Knives Out 3. Uh, yes, it has been fully confirmed at this point that Daniel Craig is returning for Knives Out 3. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Like, we knew that was going to be the case. Uh, but we also got a little bit of word that the film is going to start filming uh, shortly here, mm-hmm. like probably within the next uh, little bit, next few months or so. It'll be later on this year. As far as the release date, I would probably expect sometime next year on that. Uh, we knew that the we knew that the strikes impacted this film significantly. Uh, and so it's good to hear that they're jumping back into it. Ryan Johnson has, you know, a script that he's working on and he seems to be super jazzed about it. Maggie, are you excited? How do you feel about this? Are you going to be there? (laughs) My (laughs) knives are out and ready. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I love the knives out franchise. Uh, I love Ryan Johnson and Ryan Johnson. We trust, uh, and I'm very excited for a new whodunit to be on our screens. Uh, and yeah, I'm also guessing that it'll be probably 2025. Uh, if they follow a similar path, pattern that they did with glass onion they'll do the festival circuit a little bit and then you know quietly debut it on netflix uh but i am still hopeful always that we'll get actual theatrical releases because seeing the first knives out in cinemas was 
an experience. And I wish that people had gotten to see it. I got to see uh, Glass Onion at a festival. So it was kind of on a screen larger than. Yeah, my- it got a like super limited theatrical. Yeah, you really. gotta love got like Netflix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so hype. I cannot wait for the cast list. I was going to say, do you have any like dream <laughs> Knives Out castings? Anybody that you're like, I would love to see them. Yeah, uh, I have two. Uh, they are, are cast members from Star Wars that Ryan Johnson directed, which I need Adam Driver and then like an actual genuine comedy again, which is what Knives Out is. And I need Kelly Marie Tran to reunite with Ryan Johnson on something. Uh, I love both of them so much. I love their roles in The Last Jedi and I'd like to see them be directed by Ryan Johnson again. And we know that Adam has a good relationship with Netflix. So, you know, I can dream big. I would I, I'm kind of with you on Adam Driver. I would like to see him do a a less serious like more character mm-hmm. like like kooky character kind of thing. Uh I think that would definitely be fun. James Pound says the Muppets. James Pound over on Twitter saying the Muppets. I would like I want a Muppet murder mystery and a Muppet murder, murder mystery with Benoit Blanc would be brilliant like have him be the only human in the entire film and just like don't draw attention to it i love that (laughs) i miss the days of muppet movies like that i know yeah it's a a bummer that we don't really get that anymore do do you have wish like a wish list of actors that you would like to see in knives out I mean, as like Adam Driver is pretty high up there. Uh, I think that Andrew Garfield, it would be fun to see him play like an odd, an oddball character. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's about it. There's, there's so many people that it could be. You know who else should be in it is Rachel Weisz, Daniel Craig's wife. That would be brilliant. I, I am, I am going to agree with Geekly Goods over there. (laughs) I'd love to see Michelle Yeoh. I want to see Michelle Yeoh in all of the things. She is probably one of my favorite actresses of all time. So seeing her pop up in Knives Out would just be brilliant. Really just have her pop up in anything and I'm, and I'm I'm having a good time. She was the, uh, the best part of Discovery. Like easily, hands down. Anyways, moving on to our next topic of the day, which is that uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are going to reunite once again, this time uh, for a film called Animals on Netflix. It's going to be Matt Damon in the lead and Ben Affleck directing. Have they done that before where Affleck directed Damon? I They probably have, and I'm just... Isn't he in air? Yeah, they're both in air. Yeah. But for some reason, I was thinking somebody else directed that. I didn't actually see Air. So I actually kind of spaced on it. <sighs> uh, here's the thing. I am. Uh, I grew up in Oregon. I grew up in the. You grew the, up in Oregon? No way. I had never heard this information. I before. grew up surrounded. Ben directed Air. Yeah. Okay. There I was you. like. <laughs> You're right. I, I grew okay. up surrounded by the cult of Nike and like everything like that because like you know obviously they're based out of beaverton so i heard all of the stories i didn't need to go see a movie about it Can i didn't we need to pay attention to a movie about it where john just said i was right i need that to like play on loop okay you've had i have admitted that you're right about things several times this is not like a new yeah but i need a new it thing. i need it no and- <laughs> <laughs> fine anyways uh Talking about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, though, can you like what are some other 
like buddy pairings in Hollywood that are on that level of just iconic. Cause there's quite a few where it's like, you know, two people who are friends who wind up working a lot together. Most of the time they're often director pairs. Yeah. I mean, Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking of. Um, Leo and Scorsese. Um, I mean, Leo and Kate worked on what? Three movies together. Two, two or I know of, I can think of two off the top of my head. Um, Margot and Ryan have been in stuff. Emma and Ryan have been in multiple things together. I would, I would say them before actually Margot and Ryan. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I think they, it's just because I'm thinking about their upcoming Ocean's Eleven thing. That's um, true. And I have a Barbie There's, car staring at me, so I'm thinking. <laughs> There's plenty of them. Either way, that's exciting. It is. It's uh, apparently going to be a thriller. Um, which Noah Baumbach and Adam Driver. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that white noise marriage story. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So, so the film is going to be a thriller. It's going to be released on Netflix. Hopefully uh, this one actually comes out. Unlike the mothership, which we talked about yesterday that got canned for tax reasons. Uh, I'm just going I'm to, I, <laughs> I feel like my, my natural state of assumption when it comes to streaming movies. Now, whenever they get announced, my brain is just going to go, it's going to get cut, cut for taxes. Don't get excited about it. Yeah. And I'm just well, going to, I'm, did you see the, the thing today with Dev Patel's new movie, Monkey Man? They left Netflix because it wasn't going to get a theatrical release and they found a new distributor. So, I mean, times are fun, gang. I think we're going to keep seeing that happen as people no longer feel that confidence in streamers. So, hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, you know, talking about buddies, uh, let's talk about two of your favorite buddies who are coming back in Daredevil Born Again. Fun fun little behind the scenes uh, bit about this. This wasn't going to be a story in today's episode. Uh, mostly because I didn't know that it had been like as basically confirmed as it is until Maggie messaged me and was like, do this. Swap this story out. Uh, we were, we were going to be talking about Terrifier, but... I'm so glad we're not. I hate clowns. Uh, but this was such a great follow-up because I literally said two days ago, we are mere days away from getting confirmation that Foggy and Karen are back. And then what yes. happened? Mere days later? So that <laughs> that is the story. Uh, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson, Deborah Ann Wool, Eldon Henson, they are returning for Daredevil Born Again. We've seen some set photos that show them there, so it is happening at... Yeah, this is this is exciting news. This is something that I felt like this series was going to be incomplete without them. Yeah. So they, the very beginning, when they were acting like they weren't going to be part of it, and I guess they weren't in the original version of the show, I was just like, how? How can you do that? Like at, at the very like, least, like at the very she, least, how do you do Daredevil without Foggy? Yeah. Like Karen Page, there have been Daredevil stories without 
Karen Page. Yeah. And there have been Daredevil stories without Foggy, but it's Nelson and Murdoch. You yeah. need Nelson for Nelson and, and Murdoch. Doesn't work with this particular Daredevil to not yeah. have him have those people in his life they're grounding elements and i mean honestly that was one of my biggest issues with like she hulk was that it just felt like that version of him didn't feel like the version that we knew but then like it is the version that we knew because now that's part of the canon and like it it was very and it was just because it didn't feel necessarily in line with like foggy would be setting you straight boy uh (laughs) he was also also quipping more than netflix daredevil really equipped which if if they were going to turn around and be like, oh yeah, all of his friends are dead, and he's just like cracking jokes and having one night stands, it'd be like, I think you need rehab. <laughs> I, I will say, wrong. I I the only way that them not being in it, I thought could have worked for me personally, um, because there was a while there where the the word on the street was that the film was going to be set or the show was going to be set during the blip, and so they could have been like, oh yeah, they got flipped away in which case i would have expected it to be the most depressed daredevil has ever been uh that would have to be a very very dark and very bleak series uh but no they're they're gonna be back thinking that he was left behind (laughs) oh god there's so much they could have done with that Oh god, the, the Catholicism like, of it all. Oh yeah, that like really doubles up there. Okay, I would I would have been okay with that story. <laughs> works. I like I like some good good guilt. But now that they are back, what how what do you think this is going to do to the story? How do Maybe you predict that things are going to go? <laughs> okay, but do you how much do you think they're going to factor into it? Or do you think they're going to be like they show up in an episode and then we don't see them for a while and then they show up again to be like I'm here and then they like leave? I think that with the the writers that they have involved now that we're involved with at least the Punisher, they know more or less what people like with these characters and they know the stories that have already existed in a way that fresh writers may have not known necessarily. Uh, so I think that we do have at least slightly more potential for them to be more than just a cameo. Um, maybe that's just my my wishful thinking, but I, I think to make this series work, you fundamentally need the characters that keep Matt, Matt. And the way that this particular Matt Murdock has been styled throughout all of his various, you know, appearances in the Netflix universe, he wasn't fully Matt without them. Like it never fully worked if he, they weren't in the episodes with him. Because they are, I don't want to say that, like, they're his North Stars, but in a lot of ways they are. Because they are, like, the perfect example of what Matt is fighting for. Like, the people who matter in his life. So, I think you need that emotional connection and that that realism to it to keep him grounded. Now, the question is, do we see the other people in in his life? Do we see Claire Temple? Do we see Elektra come back? I mean, it would be weird for him to go and get patched up by somebody who isn't Claire Temple. She's like established as somebody who knows what he's up to. And, you know, oh, come on. it can't be hard for Disney to get Rosario Dawson. Right. She's right there. She's just like one <laughs> one show over when you look at, you know, the Disney homepage. I will uh, say that of uh, of the characters, I feel like if there was any of them that was just going to be a cameo, I think Claire would be the one is- that would. Basically, what she was already. Yeah, she was like in I what, mean, she she had a bit of a bigger part in season one, but that one, was yeah. 
that was but it. Then after that, she just kind of like popped up in the the spinoffs and you know, lend it medical care when necessary. Yeah. Um, she's I mean, I was, nurse. She's doctor to the superheroes. That's what that's yeah. what her whole role. And that's something is. that we really haven't gotten in the MCU. Those like the normal regular people outside of like you know Spider Man having his his best friends that aren't superheroes. But the the support structure around superheroes. Yeah, which a lot of the characters could really benefit it from. I think a lot of these characters wouldn't have flown off the handle if they had their their street level buddies to keep them, you know. Should we get a film mind? about Spider Man's therapist? Because he, <laughs> because he probably needs a lot of it, especially That's now that nobody remembers him. <laughs> yeah, like I think he. But, really uh, <laughs> but no, like going back to it, do you do you, could you see Electra coming back? Uh, I would like to. I love Elodie. I think she's great. And I love that her, her performance as Electra. So I would like that. I think depending on how many episodes we get and if they plan on doing multiple seasons of Daredevil Born Again, it could pose a challenge because there is a lot of uh, extra stuff that you have to put into that character that um, not to knock MCU storytelling is often lacking. Um, they seem to get really focused on like one thing and forget that you can also shift the focus in an episode to another character. Yeah. Um, and that was something that Daredevil did really well. And so I think she would pose more of a challenge for them, but I still don't see her not being at least mentioned. Yeah. Geekly Goods asks, how do you all feel about the depiction of Kingpin in Hawkeye and Echo? Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. I was not the biggest fan of his depiction in Hawkeye. I felt like he was, he was not as severe as I wanted Kingpin to been to be. He was very MCUified. Um, but I think in echo, it was a step in the direction that I would want to see Kingpin go. He's a little bit more brutish, a little bit more scary, which is what Kingpin should be. Yeah, I completely agree. I was not a big fan of him in Hawkeye, and I was very nervous. And I think that that's testament to the fact that, like, I didn't like either his appearance in Hawkeye or Daredevil's appearance in She-Hulk. But Echo kind of fixed both of those. I will say, I do hope that with the trajectory that his that his character is going in regards to his characterization, I hope that Daredevil Born Again takes him back to the Netflix level of Kingpin. Because that that rendition of Kingpin was nightmare fuel. Like that is a, that is something you do not want to mess with. And Hawkeye, the Hawkeye Kingpin, he was very much like, he was like the teddy bear version of a mob boss. Like I wasn't really worried about him. I have to say with his appearance in Hawkeye, it made me terrified of the prospect of bringing Frank Castle into the plot because you can't make this, fully a teddy bear unless karen page is around this this man <laughs> is a killer <laughs> like he's emotionally damaged and we love him for that but i don't see a way that you can mcuify so i'm glad that we are now have a mature mcu that we can cast all of our hopes <laughs> for the future i'm on. also just a little bit worried about like when it comes to frank castle specifically i'm a little bit curious if disney would even want to bring him in at all even if they do bring him in i mean in, they plan to in spotlight sure but i feel like with the the how do i how do i say this um the use of his uh logo yeah. by certain 
But that also Ooh. hasn't stopped anybody from simping the imps in uh, Star Wars. And I mean, we you're know not wrong. There are people with those tattoos that uh, did some stuff on January the 6th. So, I mean, it hasn't stopped that. Fair enough. Uh, All in the game asks, can can see or says, can see Benson and Moorhead eventually directing an MCU movie after directing episodes of Daredevil, Loki and Moon Knight? Uh, If he if if they did, what would you want them want to see them direct? Um, Do we get a Daredevil movie or do we do like maybe a street level like team up movie directed by them? Yeah, I could see that. I was going to say I would like to see them team up with um, Michael, who did Werewolf by Night, I think, introducing all of those. I don't know if I would want them directing so much as maybe writing, because I think they're they're good writers as well. So I don't know. <laughs> Daredevil and the Teenage Mutant. Very good, Adam. I what if, what um, if uh, uh, put them in the chair for Midnight Suns? Yeah, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. That would be a really good. And I just had a funny thought when like reading their names written out like that, Benson and Moorhead. No wonder they wanted Nelson and Murdoch. <laughs> they get it. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. <laughs> that is that is all that we have time for today. That's all we're gonna talk about today. Uh before we go though, Maggie. Is there anything coming up for you that you want to talk about? There is, and it's why I dressed very tropically uh, on this very gray day. Uh, <laughs> because I am uh, flying down to Orlando next week to moderate some panels at MegaCon alongside Arzu. Same team up from San Francisco. Very excited about that. Uh, and I have some very exciting panels that I am moderating next week, including two that feature former Collider Dailies guests. So you can go back and watch those interviews as you gear up to see what I asked them next week uh, on those uh, those stages. Uh, but I will be interviewing uh, Giancarlo Esposito of The Mandalorian. Very excited about that. Uh, I will be doing another women in sci-fi panel. I had such a blast doing that at San Francisco. And this time it features uh, Alex Kingston, Felicia Day, and Michelle Hurd very excited nice. about that uh and then you know this is this one really cracked me up considering uh i've been trying to grassroots the rebel moon fandom um i will be doing a panel for sophia vitella uh star of rebel moon very excited about that uh i will also be doing a panel with paul bettany uh and then we have a really fun panel with uh stephen amell and robbie amell and be sure to watch collider uh next week as we have some fun exclusives in the lead up to that panel especially if you like code eight Uh, always good to have some fun superhero stuff. Uh, And then uh, we have a panel on Sunday with Matthew Lewis and Jason Isaacs, little Harry Potter team up there. And then I finish my weekend with moderating a panel for Neil Newbin. So Baldur's Gate three girlies, you will find me there. And so that's my uh, moderation slate next week. I'm very excited about it. I am, I am, I'm jealous that you get to talk to Neil again. He was so much fun to interview that that's going to be, that's going to be a great time. Just listening to that man talk is always entertaining. As soon as he got announced, I was like, I want to moderate it. (laughs) Let me put my 400, 500 hours of gameplay to use again. (laughs) I actually, I just started another playthrough. I'm doing a modded playthrough. Oh, I also Uh, started a modded playthrough because I wanted to (laughs) hair. I'm playing a Death Knight 
because somebody added in death knights as a class so i'm i'm doing a playthrough with that and it is broken uh if you care at all about the difficulty of your game do not (laughs) do not play a death knight because they just they just wipe the floor with everything but (laughs) anyways uh that's it for us uh here i hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend we will be back monday same bad time same bad place uh but until then have a good one